Welcome to the Live Full Podcast, a weekly conversation to help you pursue word and spirit for everyday life. When you open the Bible, do you expect to encounter a person? In this episode, you'll learn how to receive the Spirit's power as you read the word. Spirit-filled Bible reading isn't just about studying what God has said. It's about experiencing the God who is still speaking. The Bible is never boring when the author lives in you. If God is moving in your life through Liveful, would you take a minute to share it with a friend, write a review on Apple, or leave a rating on Spotify? Thanks for helping us spread word and spirit resources for the glory of Christ. I'm curious, Joey, what is the first book that you learned how to read? Because for some reason, I can picture like five-year-old Joey at school and while all the other kids are reading, you know, when a mouse gets a cookie or Mm. the very hungry caterpillar, you're found intently reading uh, a book about like the the theology of the end times. (laughs) And so I just, I just want to know, I don't, I don't know what it was. Ah, okay. I... Mm, I can't remember. I'm trying to, as we, as I've been reading a ton of books, so what's in Ruthie, I, I, I'm trying to remember. I can't like, honestly, this is where like questions about my life before Jesus are kind of, I, I like ha- look at it kind of in black. I can't even think back that far. <laughs> um, but I will say I was really into like, when I got into middle school, got really into star Wars and like fantasy novels. Um, like not even the, I don't know if it was in the like canon of star Wars, but kind of like offshoot from the episodes got really into that. Got really into like Matt. Did did you read the maximum ride books? Okay. They're about like angels. And, um, but then I stopped like high school. I, this isn't what you're asking. I'm going into some, (laughs) but high school, like I did not read an assigned book to me at all like anything in english anything in high school did not read a book did spark notes did cliff notes on everything that's how i got through high school until the lord saved me and then i read the started reading the bible and then got really into just reading like christian books i read like i remember reading weird by craig groeschel that was one of my first christian books that i read and he was like <laughs> i yeah it, it, it was a good book but then i became an english major so like went from not by the through Jesus, like giving me a love for reading, I went from not reading uh, pretty much books at all to being an English major just through like learning how to love books. I was gonna say, I don't know the Joey that didn't love reading, yeah, so that's weird that. to hear. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, my first book was I don't remember what it was called, but I still have it. So sometimes when I pick it up, it's just this weird flashback to I think when I was five, but it's a yellow school bus and it was about something with the kids on a school bus. Is and this is this book a book you the first book you read? Yeah, the very okay. first. I remember okay. just being. I still remember my. I think I was five. My mind being blown of like I can. I read. I read words. This it was just blowing my mind. Like little. That's Cassidy's. a good memory for a five year. Like I don't remember any of. That. <laughs> I don't remember the first book I read. But Ruthie probably will. She has a memory like that. But oh yeah, she yeah. your your kids love reading. Well, to recap last episode, we covered the first rhythm, and mm-hmm. in, in the seven rhythms that teach us how to move with the spirit in spiritual choreography. And the the first rhythm is go to God, and the next rhythm is read the word. And so on this episode, we'll be diving deep into 
reading the word, reading the word mm. of God, letting it saturate our lives and, uh, and going to God's word in, in all moments of the day. And, and this, this book just being what, um, what we crave, uh, what God has to say to us. And as we get into this episode, we, we've been talking to about just this distinguishing between the works of the spirit and, and the works of the flesh. And, and even as we're getting into reading the word, we are in desperate need for, uh, God's word and what he has to say to us because our hearts are so spiritually uncoordinated. Um, they, we wake up and already wake up to this bend in our hearts towards the flesh. And when we sow to the flesh, uh, we experience the, the corruption and the chaos and, and become even clumsy in, in our walks with, with Jesus. And it's when that, when we're rooted and grounded in the word of God, hearing his word, hearing what he has first said to us, that we are brought into the, the movement of, of life and peace and joy and his word then coordinates us it cord coordinates us towards this peace towards this life and if you're listening to this you've probably even experienced reading reading the word in the morning waking up reading hearing his word um but even just the importance of the day is the dance not just meeting with god but moving with him of when you start to feel some of that chaos come into your heart some of that uh that just how our, our hearts are uncoordinated, um, going back, continually going back to the word of God. And, and we've been given the spirit who even brings to remembrance everything that Jesus has said. And he's speaking to us at all times of the day to bring us back into that peace. And even a passage, there's so many places we could go to in God's word, but Hebrews, Hebrews four, uh, we see how in Hebrews for this being brought into this, wow, the word of God, it really does speak to my heart. Um, Hebrews 4 says, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. God's word has the power to speak to the places of our heart that no one sees, that no one else can discern. Um, when we don't feel like ourselves, oftentimes I'm like, okay, Lord, I need you to, can you help me? Can you, can you speak this word to me? Because I, I don't know what's going on in my heart right now. There's chaos and God graciously brings that corruption, destruction back into this peace and, and joy and this word, it's living and active. It, yeah. it is living and active. Jesus, the word made flesh and, and his word, it, it really is a lamp unto our feet. And it's his word that keeps us from stumbling and falling. I love the, the imagery of being spiritually uncoordinated because we're talking through this big concept through this whole series, spiritual choreography. And it's all about moving with the spirit through the mm -hmm. moments of the day, being able to keep in step with the spirit. And one of the things that the word shows us that th you're talking about the word discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. As soon as you get in the word, what you find is that the spirit, the spirit moves differently than we do. Mm -hmm. He moves differently than we do. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. And so as we come to the word, one of, one of the things that we see, we see that's what James talks about a little bit as we, it's like looking at 
a mirror and being able to discern, almost compare ourselves with who God is. Mm -hmm. And so as we come to the word, yeah, the, the Holy Spirit is coordinating us. He's, he's teaching us how to uh, not no longer move or, or dance in the ways of the flesh, but actually to begin staying in step with him. Now, this whole series is around moving with the Spirit through the moments of the day. And when it comes to reading the Word, this especially is the place where we might think that we ourselves are almost leading the Holy Spirit. Like, we come to the Word, we open it in the morning, and even in our best places of being really hungry, we come and we say, like, all right, I'm, o- I'm opening it. I need food. God, would you feed me? Like, would you, almost as if we're dragging, like, kind of like Whitson does <laughs> so often when he's so hungry for a snack, he's, like, dragging us to the pantry, like, please, like, give us a snack. <laughs> like, he's always hungry. <laughs> um, but almost like he is more, he is hungrier than our willingness to feed him. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But w- what we're going to see in this episode, this kind of our, our focus is that even reading the Bible is a response to the movement of the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. Mm-hmm. Even taking in God's word is a response to the Holy Spirit. So in Galatians 3, for example, Paul is talking to the Galatians about how they received the Holy Spirit. And hear this. He says in verse uh, verse 2, Galatians 3, verse 2, Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Mm-hmm. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? What he's saying there, it's almost, he's asking it like it's a, um, uh, what's the word for a, a question that you don't, expect an answer for rhetorical, rhetorical question. Yeah. Was, um, or he's asking it almost like it's a rhetorical question. Like, did you receive the spirit by works of law? Of course not. But how did you receive the spirit by hearing with faith mm-hmm. so that through the reading of the word of God, the, the spirit uses the sword of the spirit, Ephesians six, mm-hmm. the word of God to speak into our hearts. He actually, he is speaking. He is moving. He wants to feed us. And it's as we come to the word with a hunger, heart, a humble posture that we enter into listening to the God mm. who is speaking. Mm. So that's freeing. I think, I think that's going to be the change that we see in this episode, because even if you are in a habit of reading the word, praise the Lord, that's a great thing. We're going to tell you to continue that. But the shift is seeing even the reading of the word as staying in step with the movement of the Holy Spirit. That does completely change even the way that we approach his word. These are spirit breathed words that we've received the spirit who he is willing to teach us and to speak to us of, of changing our expectation of, wow, I'm, I'm responding to what God has already spoken to me. And I'm coming in expectant that I'm going to hear from God. And when we zoom out and think about that of God, like he's, he loves speaking to his people. He, he's been speaking and showing who he is since the beginning. And he, even how he speaks to Adam and Eve in the garden and walking with them of he, he continually speaks to us and he first initiates of, it just gives us, it just makes reading the word just exciting to hear first from, from God of he's not, he's not asleep somewhere and we have to wake him up and say like, Hey, can you, can you speak to me? Or, um, God is a God who doesn't sleep or slumber. He's always awake and ready. And he, yeah, I just, I love 
how this does completely change our expectation and and even heart posture in opening his word. I, I think that that's something even in this episode that we want to get into of how there are many different approaches to reading the word, to hearing the word, to understanding what the scriptures are are saying. And, and we even want to get into the the freedom of following the spirit in hearing what he has to first say to us of this word is spirit breathed and it's living and active and, and he's ready to feed us. It's time for this week's Word and Spirit Testimony, a story of how God is moving through Word and Spirit in your everyday life. My name is Tori Horton, and this is my Word and Spirit Testimony. This past Sunday, I was gathering with a group of people at church for prayer. While I was praying, though, a specific family from church came to mind with the word strength, and it felt like it pertained to their sons. Um, The next day, I was praying in the morning, yet again, the Lord brought them to mind with the word strength and their sons. And so I asked the Spirit if he had something particular that was he was wanting to say. And Isaiah 41, 10 came to mind, which says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I wasn't sure if there was anything going on, but I wanted to walk in faith and encourage this sister if Um, She needed encouragement from the Lord, and so I sent her a text that the Lord had brought her to mind and was just praying for them and their family. I didn't hear back until later that night, but I got a text that said this. I picked up one of our sons from school, and the principal had had a conversation with me about a terrible incident between him and another student. The principal also said that if, if he was a year older, he would have called the police. I just put him in his room when I got home, so I didn't lose my mind on him. And then I remembered your text. A good reminder that God knew this would happen and is with us. Thank you for praying. And I was just so encouraged that God cares for us and He knows our needs. He knows when we need to be reminded of the truth. And He even puts us on the hearts of others to to be encouraged that His word is true and is a life source and His spirit is interceding on our behalf and was just so encouraged that God cares and sees for us. Do you have a word in spirit testimony? Whether it's an encouragement from the word, a story of the spirit's power, or a way that God has used a live full resource in your life, we'd love to hear from you. Share your story with us by visiting livefull.org story. Now, back to the episode. What we need to emphasize in, um, through the whole spiritual choreography series, but as we're talking about this way of reading the word is that this isn't anything new Mm -hmm. that we're talking about. That would be not a good thing. Like (laughs) there have been brothers and sisters, this cloud of witnesses, Hebrews 12, who have been learning how to move with the spirit through the moments of the day since Pentecost. So this isn't anything new. What we're doing is putting new language to the ways that the saints Mm -hmm. have read the scriptures going all the way back to the early church. And uh, there's been a recovery recently. Uh, Eugene Peterson talk, wrote a book called Eat This Book. I 
probably, I don't even know when it was published. Probably, my guess is the 90s. And then in the overflow of that through Dallas Willard today, um, and teacher, like more contemplative pastors like John Mark Comer, John Tyson, who are really faithfully pushing forth this concept, this concept of Lexio Divina. And uh, Lexio Divina, it's this, it's, I believe, Latin for spiritual reading, spiritual reading. It's, it's being, it's almost has this surge, this trend, which is a really, as we're going to talk about, it's a really good thing. It goes all, but it goes all the way back to, or like some of the early fathers, like Origen, writing about this in the third century mm -hmm. of the church. Now, Lexia Divina, really quick, just a breakdown of what this uh, approach to reading the Bible, it's broken up into four parts of reading. It's Lexia, which is just reading the Bible. It's Meditatio, which is meditating on the Bible. Oratio, which is praying the word. And then Contemplatio, which is the continued contemplation of the scriptures, the, the living of the word, as Eugene Peterson would talk mm. about. Now, what we're what we are um, emphasizing through this series on spiritual choreography in this episode is something that has been pretty uh, at m sometimes implicit, but often explicit, uh, explicitly stated in teachings of Lexio Divina of this spiritual reading throughout all throughout church history, and it's the vital role of the Holy Spirit to give understanding mm. as we read the Bible, that the Bible cannot be approached by those who trust in their powers of discernment and logical thinking to understand it mm -hmm. and then be truly understood. Mm -hmm. The only way to truly understand the scriptures, it can't be understood by those who rely purely on their reason and logic. The only way to truly understand the scriptures is to receive the wisdom and understanding of the Holy Spirit as we read. Mm -hmm. In other words, to receive the interpretation from the author. Yeah. To read as listening to the author. And this isn't a, you know, have your, um, almost those like, uh, like Netflix, I'm trying to give an example, like a show where you have like a director interview afterward and he's like, yeah, let me tell you about this scene. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Like a, a Netflix show or like a documentary or, or a movie where you have like a director interview and he's like, all right, I'm going to go into the scenes and tell you what this is all about. It's kind of like that as in the Holy Spirit is reading us the scriptures and then interpreting it to us, but not quite like that. It's more like the director is in the room with you mm -hmm. live mm -hmm. and he's teaching you, he's walking you through the scenes, so to speak. I'm trying to stick to the analogy. The Holy Spirit, he's not just like interpreting, he didn't, he did not interpret scripture to us and we're entering into his interpretation. As we read, the living God yeah. comes and he speaks the scripture mm -hmm. to us, the very word that he breathed into, into being. And this is how Hebrews 4, the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged yeah. sword. So this is emphasized through all the best teachers of Lexio Divina, the spiritual reading throughout all church mm -hmm. history that this, this reading is not, a reading that relies purely on the mind, but it relies on, it, it's that Luke, it's a passage, I believe in Luke 24, where in a moment, Jesus does what the Pharisees could not do through a lifetime of study. Mm -hmm. In a moment, Jesus gives them understanding of the scriptures. Mm -hmm. Just in a moment, through the power of the Holy Spirit. I love this one quote. I've never, I've never, I don't think, well, not, I don't think, I know for sure, I have not quoted a Pope uh, in, in during, uh, live full teaching. I don't, I'm not personally Catholic, 
But in study of uh, Lexio Divina, saw this quote from, uh, I think, Benedict out of uh, 2005. And I read this quote and I was like, this is too good to not include. And then I'm just going to own that this was Pope Benedict saying this. But he's, he's tying back this encouragement of how to read the scriptures going all the way back to church history. Let me read this. He says, he said, I would like in particular to recall and recommend the ancient tradition of Lexio Divina. The diligent reading of sacred scripture accompanied by prayer brings about that, listen to this, brings about that intimate dialogue in which the person reading hears God who is speaking mm-hmm. and in praying responds to him with trusting openness of heart. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about. That's why reading the word is a part of moving with the spirit, responding to the spirit, because as we entered in, into the word, we enter into here, not mm-hmm. the God who spoke, but the God who is yeah. speaking. He's initiating. He's ready to feed us. It's he, He's saying, come, I'm ready to feed you. It's will we open our hearts and hear? I love just thinking about what better person to to go to when you're reading a book than the author to understand what it means. And the author, like knowing God is the author of our faith, the perfecter of our faith. He not only wrote this book and is speaking, speaking this word to us, but he, he lives in us. He couldn't be closer. We don't have to go anywhere to, to find him saying, Hey, can you help me? What, uh, acts nine 32 means. And he doesn't, he's with us at all times. The author's living in us and what better person to go to than the, than the author. And, um, and I love even seeing this in first Corinthians two 13 where um where it says for the spirit searches everything even the depths of god for who knows a person's thoughts except the spirit of that person which is in him so also no one comprehends the thoughts of god except the spirit of god now we have uh now we've received not the spirit of the world but the spirit who is from god that we might understand the things freely given us Mm, by god that's it and we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom but taught by the spirit interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual uh we are new creations in christ we have new identities we've been given a just newness of life in him and with that he's been we he's given us his spirit to do exactly this understand the things freely given uh, given to us by god um and it is by the spirit of god that we can search the very depths of god that we can say lord your your thoughts number more than the grains of sand and they're all precious to me and it's just insane that we can actually understand God, but not through, not through anything of our of ourselves, not through human wisdom. We can't claim anything in ourselves as as sufficient. God, He is sufficient, and uh, and how kind of Him to give us His Spirit to fully understand Amen. Him. If God doesn't, He does not hold Himself back. He does not hold back His word. No, He He pours it out in 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 abundance and. Jesus, he's the word made flesh. And he says, come, you will not hunger. You will not thirst. You will be satisfied. He doesn't leave us uh, with a mystery. He makes known to us the mystery of of the gospel, the mystery of him through his Holy Spirit. Something I pray every morning that the spirit leads me into. I mean, really, it's before I even open up the word, I, I pray, Holy Spirit, please help me understand, please speak. And 
that's a prayer I've prayed every day. Just I, I don't even remember back when the Lord led me into that, but I, I see God show up every morning and, and throughout the days I'm just asking, okay, spirit, help me understand. I know, you know, you search the depths of God. I just want to stay in this place with you. I want to, I want to meditate. I want to uh, feed on your word and the spirit. He really is so faithful. He is teacher. He is helper. He illuminates the word of God to us and brings about the the power of God's word within us. And we will never grow up from this word, yeah. whether you're, you've just started following Jesus or you're a seasoned saint and you're 70 years in, this is what we are to savor in the Holy Spirit. He's bringing new illumination, bring us greater into the depths of God that his greatness is, I mean, it's unsearchable. Yeah, that's the biggest thing we're trying to uh, encourage you, brother, sister, is you have all you need Yeah. in the teacher of the Holy Spirit and in the sacred scriptures. You mm. have all that you need. Even, I love what the Apostle John says. He says, you have no need for anyone to teach you for you have the anointing. Mm. Like you have, essentially, you have the teacher who is interpreting to you the book that he breathed into being. Now, with that, of course, what we're not saying is there's no diligence or uh, use of the mind, or even like uh, I, you know, just quoted another brother who was speaking about the scriptures and looked at origin, speaking about the scriptures, and we rely on teachers all the time. It's a good thing, but it's all about when we come to the scriptures, the posture of the heart. Yeah, do we believe that God is there? That God is speaking? That God is eager to feed mm. us? And the greatest thing that we need for understanding is a humble heart ready mm, to hear him mm-hmm. and an expectant heart ready to eat what he gives. Yeah. And that is that is the foundational thing. You have all you need. I think it'd be helpful for us to get into some application mm-hmm. because what we're talking about, this like shift in how we read the Bible, more or less us initiating with our mind, our study, our diligence, our methodical plan and more beginning with a response to the Holy Spirit, some practical steps could help. And I think we can break it down into really three simple and quick encouragements for brothers and sisters and how to practice this rhythm of spiritual choreography. Remember, this is this should not be a ritual. It ought to be a rhythm, an mm-hmm. ongoing way of receiving and responding to the Spirit, speaking the word through the whole day. The first thing we'd say is expect a person. Mm-hmm. Expect a person. The second thing we'd say is expect power. Mm-hmm. And third, expect personal application. Let's run through those really quickly. First, expect a person. And what we're saying here is when you come to the word, come to word with this reverence that you are in the presence of Christ. You are in the presence of God. You are in the presence of the one who is ready to feed you, yeah. ready to speak to you. And I think it, it uh, it's that shift. And I mentioned earlier, God is not found on the other side of your Bible reading. Like I got to read through the Bible and hopefully I catch God along the way. I'm going to read through my assigned chapters and I hope I get God, you know, through reading those. No, as you read, God is there speaking, ready mm. to feed you right then and there. So and that's a lot of what we talked about with go to God. Before you read the Bible, that quick prayer, Holy Spirit, would you speak to me? I love mm. that Cassidy, like Holy Spirit, just a quick prayer. Go mm. to God as a person, expect him to be there. Also expect power, expect power. I was reading just the other day, Exodus 34. And it's this passage that I feel like if I was trying to use my mind and rely on my mind purely, I would read it and not think too much of it. it essentially, it's talking about, all right, it's, it's speaking to Israel as they're setting up the tabernacle. And it says, these 
these three feasts, I think it's the Feast of Ingathering, the Feast of Weeks, and the Feast of Harvest, or um, I might have gotten the third one wrong, but he says these three times a year, all the males should leave their towns and come and gather in Jerusalem. And then he says, the Lord says, if the males will obey me and do that, leaving the towns to come to Jerusalem, I will work on the hearts of the nations so that they won't covet your land. In other words, if you'll obey me and leave your towns, I won't leave you defenseless. I will turn mm. the hearts of the nations to be able to make it so that they won't even want to invade your land while you're gathering. God's saying, trust me, obey my feast, obey, obey my, my rhythms of celebration, and I'll protect you along the way. Now, if I was reading with my mind and just my personal initiative, I think I'd say God was speaking to Israel about festivals um, about celebration patterns. I think I might find some encouragement there, but honestly, I feel about 3,000 years removed from that. I'm, I'm thinking that was really encouraged for Israel, but how does that, and maybe the only encouragement I might get is like, I'm really glad I know that about God's people and about God's character. Now that is a great place to, to that's a great truth to see as you're reading the scripture, to know what God meant when he spoke it to Israel. Mm-hmm. But also what we're talking about with Lexio Divina is seeing that there is also the uh, a means by which the Holy Spirit wants to breathe into your life yeah. and speak the word of God to, yes, give you an understanding of what it meant for Israel, but also give you this expectation of, I can use this to speak into your life. So mm-hmm. when for myself, I feel like in that, I saw how, what God meant for Israel. And I understood that you need to understand that foundation. But I also feel like the Holy Spirit was speaking to me in that moment and saying, hey, if you'll trust me by taking rest, if you'll trust me to take your hands off the plow and hands off the work and celebrate like I'm calling you to, and you move away from that time where you could have protected yourself. You could have worked yourself. You could have kept plowing. You could have kept working on the harvest. I will take care of you. Obey me, obey my voice, and I'll protect you. All that to say, if you have this sense of the Holy Spirit can breathe into mm-hmm. your life as you're reading, you can, yes, diligently apply your mind to see what did God mean when he said it, but also to be able to understand what is God speaking through that mm-hmm. to me right now. It changes the way you expect yeah. as you expect God as you're reading through Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Mm-hmm. Deuteronomy and all the rest of the scriptures. Why don't you walk us through the final point, expect personal application. I actually kind of talked a little bit about that, but do you have anything to add? I love just the expectation as, as we're talking to about meeting with God and moving with him Mm -hmm. through the moments of the day of that personal application may come at any moment in the day. The spirit may bring some things to mind as you're reading his word in the morning, but being sensitive to his leading of he's fed you with a scripture that then he actually wants you to speak over brother and or sister later on that day or specific things that he may call to, Uh, call you to do, or um, maybe you're struggling with a certain life circumstance and the spirit wants to speak his word specifically into that situation with your family or your job. And I love here, we just, we can expect him to speak and we don't, we don't know. He surprises us with with just so much joy and so much of, we're just so seen by God when when we get in this place with him of you're all I need, you are sufficient. I've, I've been given everything I need to read your word, to understand. And, and so I would just encourage you of the, in expecting personal application to be sensitive to the spirit and that not just in the morning, but all throughout the day of 
Lord, you've given me this word and uh, you are going to, Isaiah talks about the word that comes from your mouth, God, like it will accomplish what he purposes it to. Um, that which he sends it out to do, it will do. And so we can trust that God will bring, he will bring that. That's all that we have for this episode. Next week, we will be diving into the next rhythm, which is ingest the truth. Until then, meet with God and move with him through the moments of the day. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Live Full podcast. All of our episodes are now available on YouTube at livefull.org YouTube. If you're watching this, hit subscribe and you'll get notified about new word and spirit teachings. One of the best ways you can follow the spirit is by practicing your spiritual gift. And we wrote a book to help you do just that. And if you'd like to learn how to know your gift and how to practice it, you can get a copy of the book, Use Your Gift, at livefull.org book.